0: It's the word in the world.
1: You're listening to the word in the world podcast, a resource to help make the world around you make sense. Let's zone in and share with each other our knowledge, encouragement, wisdom, and understanding.
2: This is the word in the world. Welcome back to the word in the world podcast, where we bring you topics,
1: talk, and truth. Everything from the news to the new. Oh my god! That's the first time I've ever done that. Yeah. That's you know when boxers they be like, and the new uh, champion. My bad. But let's discuss. Let's like discuss this kind of
2: stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. But uh, uh we got a a great show in store for yeah. you guys today. We
1: excited, man. Yeah, yeah. Tell them why we excited, Jay. Yeah. Well, excited. so y'all know our uh guest who's come on multiple times, Ray. Uh, Raymond Watson brother Ray uh, he, <laughs> Watson. he actually may be joining us a little bit later um, but he uh, introduced us to Eric Kellum pastor Eric Kellum um, of Zion Church and uh, he told us like man this dude has this awesome book um, he's somebody that you know you guys should really talk to and everything like that um, so we of course were like all right you know if Ray is giving us this uh insight. Let's look into it, man. And yeah looked into it uh the book was about and we were like, you know, wow, like enthralled. Like this is something that you know you don't hear every day at church. Yeah. And uh, I gotta be
2: honest, I've never heard it, you know. Like in a sermon or anything? Ever. Yeah. yeah. So it was shocking to me. You know? Yeah. Um
1: but my bad. Go ahead. Nah, <laughs> yeah. Um so so basically, uh, his his book is about sex and sexuality, sexual healing. Um, but we'll let him, obviously, uh, you know, divulge yeah, exactly give what us the what he yeah. Um, but without further ado, Eric Kellum in the building. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> welcome to the <laughs>
0: welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. Appreciate welcome being here. Welcome to the show. No doubt, yes, man. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, like we were saying, like. So, you're you know you were as a recently pastor at uh, Woodbridge in Zion, um, and I guess just just starting off, like when you thought to write this book can you just explain first of all the book before i jump too far Yeah, <laughs> sure. so, so,
0: Uh the book is called sexual healing a yeah. man's sexual journey and the lessons learned along the way mm. and uh i'm that man um it is probably a hybrid of an autobiography as well as i don't want to say how to's i'm very clear in the book that everybody has a different journey so i'm not mm. trying to tell someone that what works for me will work for the next brother but there's some things that I learned from this journey lessons that I felt as it was alluded to that we don't have conversations about mm-hmm. um, there's a point I wrote the book three years I started writing the book three years ago and um, I wanted to share and this sounds really crazy I don't know how else to say it me and my mm-hmm. wife have great sex mm-hmm. I mean sometimes I just cry No, um, (laughs) no, but not not in a – this wasn't a locker room bragging type of manner. It was just – I remember where we used to – I remember when my wife was a corpse. Okay, Like when we would make love, she was just dead Mm -hmm. emotionally because of some stuff that, you know, we had gotten into or I had Mm -hmm. gotten us into. And so to get from one desolate place to be at this place where – is uh, so amazing, mm-hmm. and then counseling different couples huh. mm-hmm. and hearing similar themes or patterns from other brothers. Mm-hmm. Like at first, my wife was like, "No, you're not writing this book." Yeah, and I'm imagine. like, "Okay," <laughs> but then we we do counseling sessions together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she got to hear, and she came back to me and was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you need to write this." Yeah, and she actually writes the foreword for the book, which is a blessing. Wow, so, that's awesome. Um, that's He's kind on. of the summation of it. Um, as far as how the concept came about.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. That was a cool, if we just, you know, asked you random sure. questions as they Jump come in. <laughs> I kind of want to start out with, uh, even your wife having reservations about you writing it. Like what were her reasons for you? not writing the book at first yeah she didn't want our
0: business in the street and i yeah. told her i said it wasn't going to really be your business is growing a majority of it is just stuff that i had encountered sexually or um mindset or attitude even before i got married mm-hmm. but she was like well your business is my business yeah. and so i got that and i said well you know you can have veto power like i'll write ah. it out and anything you want me to take out <laughs> I'll do that, That's and even idea. that wasn't good enough. She was like, no, nah. <laughs> she just didn't feel comfortable with that. You know what I'm saying? And, and I got it. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I wasn't going to write it if she didn't, you know, because I, yeah. I valued that. Um, right.
1: But, yeah, so she's come <laughs> around, needless to say. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Are you, like, we don't want to, obviously want people to read the book, right? But yeah. we're we going to, like, push the lines and just try and. So like when you're talking about because uh, you, you said like your past, you know, like what I guess um, were some of the uh, things for you as a guy that, you know, now you're married and you're bringing your past into, you know, your marriage. But I'm assuming, you know, most most dudes we grow up, you know, in our relationship with sex is like you know it's hyper masculine it's like super lust filled like yeah. were you finding like like how much I guess like you saying your wife you know was a corpse because of this and it but it's like what was it uh that you I guess brought into that you know
0: well I, I guess I would what answer, were your issues I didn't realize that I was sexually sick mm-hmm. and I think um mm-hmm most men don't realize that they're sexually sick hmm. and my definition of sexually sick is not having the std my definition of sexually sick is um ungodly sexuality and symptoms that mm-hmm. you would find from that would mm-hmm. be masturbation pornography um what i call intimacy deficiency men mm-hmm. don't know how to be intimate and that's a serious um, deficiency because intimacy is a key ingredient to of um, fulfilling sex life. Mm-hmm. Um, premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction, these are issues that you think that um, brothers would be dealing with when they turn 60, 70 years old. Yeah. But the reality is um, there are certain things that you're doing in an excessive way uh, mm-hmm. in your childhood or teenage years that's leading to that. That's why... I, uh, these pharmaceutical companies, these, these sex drugs, mm. they're billion dollar industries uh-huh. and they're taking advantage of people who have burned out their sexuality through different perversions mm. and they don't want to stop having sex. So they're starting to, they got to take these pills. You wow. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wow. I remember, I uh a brother of mine um young man um that I've had the opportunity to just connect with and just share some older experience with them before before I even thought about writing a book mm-hmm. uh-huh. his brother was early 20s and was like hey what do you do when you go inside your wife and you can't last but like a minute mm-hmm. and i'm yeah. like dude you should have you should be good on stamina mm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying but again it was this and and so there's Sexual sickness to the degree, if you're unable to fulfill your wife sexually consistently, Mm -hmm. then you're dealing with some type of sexual sickness. Wow. You know what I'm saying? If your mindset is on other women while you were having sex with your wife, you have sexual sickness. Um, you know, so just looking at all of that Mm -hmm. uh, and knowing that I could have I was able to speak to all of that personally and also to speak to different levels of how I found healing in those areas, I was like, man. Mm-hmm. I got to tell somebody. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's yeah, how. Yeah, it, you know. yeah.
1: man. Because I, I personally like like you bring up like something like masturbation pornography, mm-hmm. dude. I remember, and you know, it's one of these things where like the enemy, you know, he he's gonna try to take advantage of you at any point in your life, you know. And for me he exposed me to sexual perversion so young, mm-hmm. right? Where, like, you know, it was one of those things, the Fuzzy Channel, oh, yeah. when I was, like, eight years old, was, was Playboy. Some yeah, it was Spice, one of those. And, you know, I was looking at it as a kid, but now, like, this, like, uh, you know... Ma- like I was introduced to masturbation before I was introduced to like intimacy with a woman yeah. or a girl. Period. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. So like I had a relationship with masturbation that I almost coveted more than like you know being around a woman oh, or with absolutely. the woman. You yeah. know. Yeah. So, it's easier. so it was it's more convenient. Say, it's yeah. like, yeah. So there's there's no pregnancy. It's nothing. There's no right. You know.
0: I just get a magazine. Yeah dispose of it no relationship yeah. relationship investment right. bye-bye yeah i discovered masturbation uh <laughs> not long after i lost my virginity and i was like i'm good
1: oh wow yep. i'm set yep. yeah
0: and you know that's that's seems like it's the most convenient thing and there's always a debate well is masturbation really wrong because you know, right. see the bible yeah. really talking about masturbation and right. mm-hmm. so is it okay and so you know, I, I, I the, ba- the Bible doesn't speak directly on masturbation, but it does speak very emphatically about love, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it talks about us um, loving others more than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And to some degree, with masturbation, I mean the the, the very simplicity of is you're having sex with yourself. Yes, sir. All right. And if you're you're having a sexual encounter with yourself, is that going to trump or impede? On the sexual experiences that you're going to have with your wife. Right. Like one's got to be dominant. Right. To be able to do both and you want to be ideal, but one is going to be more pressing. And if you condition yourself to satisfy yourself sexually and then you go into an encounter with your wife. Yeah. It's
1: going to be a significant setback because of it. But I speak from experience on that where like I had to tell my wife like. Look, like, when I got married, I wasn't ready for the sexual responsibility, like, let alone all of the other responsibilities as a husband. Like, I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, I have one woman now and all of my sexual energy is supposed to be, like, channeled to her, you know, and, like, I'm responsible for her pleasure in a way that I didn't care to be responsible for any woman's sexual pleasure, you know. And then, like you're saying, like, but I'm in my mind, I'm, I'm going to my my usual uh i guess creep creep files in my mind of like okay this is what turns me on and you know this because i've been looking at porn and been with so many women and stuff right yeah but now you know and i'm five years into my marriage and i'm just starting to be healed Mm -hmm. but it's ongoing dude like you're saying thinking of other women you're trying to get other stimulus you're doing this you're doing Mm -hmm. this but, dude, I pray before I have sex, you know, like, I, I go to God in sex because I'm like, some days I'm like, I can't do it right now yeah. unless you empower me, mm. your strength, Lord. Like, none of my sexual strength is working right now, you yeah. know. And then he answers, and I'm like, you know, of course, he's faithful, but it's just like, you're sick, Yeah. you know. And he's telling you, like, look how sick you are. Yeah. All right, now I'm going to step <laughs> in, but I'm going to let yeah. you know you're sick. Yeah. <laughs> and I think
0: what it is, I think mm. for a lot of fellas, either one, they don't want to acknowledge or even comprehend it that they may be sick, yeah. mm. one, which is really interesting to to try to deny that because one of the um, statistics, um, I did a survey in preparing for the book, out of 100 men, 17% um, stated that they learned about sexuality from their dads, so you got yeah. 83% of men, who have either said that they learned from porn hmm. or they talked to their peers about it or they just figured it out. Yeah. So obviously, you're going to come up with some type of dysfunction mm. from that by itself. But then there's another group of men that say, yeah, I'm sick, but what am I going to do about it? Right. They're like the, the dude that um, is at the pool and like Jesus is there to heal but they're like well what's the point of even going to wow, the water he was just talking about because this he was I've been about this it. way I don't yeah. see myself changing so <laughs> it is <laughs> what it is and oh well and and as much as you want to re- uh, acknowledge it or not sexuality is not just a do- thing for guys it's not just yeah. we need sex yeah. women don't seem to have that urge or desire or desire for it in general. Now, I know that there are different anomalies to that, but they don't have that same craving for it that we have. But it's still a function of, of how they're wired as well. Yes, right? sir. And, right. you know, us not acknowledging it but not willing to do anything about it is really trifling. It's lazy. It's, it's, it's kind of insulting to your role as a husband. Mm. Yeah. You're not really living up to everything that you're supposed to do as far as meeting your wife's needs. Hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Message. Yeah. Message.
2: Definitely. Go ahead. No.
1: Nah. i mean y'all
2: talking about some real stuff right now because i'm thinking about it as you guys are discussing it like um you know two years ago let me let me make this clear two years ago i started realizing how selfish i was like in the bedroom and it was you know as you talk about it i think about like the the thoughts behind that or like even my upbringing like where did i learn you know, all these things, you know, what did I learned sex, you know, it mm-hmm. was pornography, it wasn't from my parents, it was mostly from my peers telling me about their sexual experiences and all the things that they had did and, you know, and even most of them had learned from some pornography or something mm-hmm. like that, but it's like nobody was really teaching us, you know, and then it got to the point where, you know, you introduce masturbation to that and like you're just increasing this sexual selfishness, mm. selfishness, and then... You get married, and all you know is that selfishness. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't really, you don't really. I'm not thinking about her on the other end. You know, and even to the point where, like, I'll I'll finish my part. Mm -hmm. You know, or I'll finish for me Mm -hmm. and be like, you good? Right after (laughs) the fact, yeah. You're gonna be like, it's (laughs) over, and I'm like, you good? You straight? But you know what? (laughs) Listen,
0: let's look at how society helped to promote that too, because I think it got to a point, and I think I'm a. I'm a little bit older than y'all, but um, even in the music, it became acceptable to huh. to uh, yeah. be a one minute. All I need is two minutes. All mm-hmm. I need is a minute. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't need that much. Right. Mm-hmm. And these are your your rappers are just the, yeah. the ones you mm-hmm. you look up to, <laughs> giving these type of subliminal messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also just saying that you know what, she, I'm going to treat my wife like an object. Like, you are, like, a glamorized form of masturbation. Like, I'm using you as a tool to insert and get my satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And then once I get my release, I'm done. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so all of this, and we don't realize it in our hearts. Like, I love my wife. Yeah. But I love myself more.
1: Yeah. Right. (laughs) I love my satisfaction more. You're making me think about, because even in just the concept of marriage, you know, with with hip hop now, it's like, I remember Mace I remember when the term wifey started, right? Uh-huh. And dudes, I know, I grew up in Jersey, so, like, it was this thing where Jersey, New York, your main your main girl, you would call wifey. Yeah. And, like, I remember Mace's line, like, please no hickeys, because wifey's with me. And, like, wifey was this term, and, and it's, like, it's such a, it just takes away from the word wife, wife obviously, yeah, where... Yeah. You know, people run around and I, I personally I don't even like calling my wife wifey because yeah. of what I associate with it. I don't care if people do that, but right. it's like the whole idea and concept, but that's a whole different concept adds but like, to
2: what we're talking about because it's a constant like it's another way we devalued the woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when you're talking about like if you like if you're doing that on a constant basis, you know. It plays into, like, that mentality plays into every aspect of life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, including the intimacy. Like, I kind of wanted to go back, you know, because you said, like, you had to learn intimacy or you didn't really know what intimacy was. And mm-hmm. I kind of wanted you to to even define, like, what do you mean by intimacy? Because I think it's one of those terms we use, but do we really, really understand, like, what it means? Mm-hmm. Like, because I kind of see this uh, as an opportunity to redefine, like, redefine a lot of things. You know for people when they're thinking about sex we're already talking about like you know balancing things out or like the role that masturbation plays and stuff like that but i feel like a good definition of terms is also you know necessary like what is intimacy how would you define that now yeah
0: so i mean to your male listeners this is going to sound kind of weird but just hear this as a disclaimer i'm having great sex on a regular basis so there has to be some substance to this but it's going to sound weird <laughs> this is why I give the disclaimer and the reason why it's going to sound weird is for many men it's just not what we're used to I heard um, a brother of mine uh, Devin Sterling Turner um, who's a pastor in D.C. he's referred to intimacy as Just into, left his
1: church that's
2: where into, I go. Oh yeah? Okay. Yeah I go to mm-hmm. Devin's
0: church uh, Into Me You See hmm. mm-hmm. and so when you when we're in a time of a point of intimacy you see the innermost part of who i am the good the bad the ugly and you accept it and i see mm. the innermost part of who you are the good the bad and the ugly and i accept it hmm. like i in layman's well you can edit this out if you want. Uh, if you can look at me and see how nasty my my draws are and mm-hmm. it has stains in them, but yeah. you're still with me anyway. Wow. Uh, um, yes, sir. Then that's a level of acceptance. And, and yes, we, uh, we right. first should understand intimacy from a vertical <laughs> relationship with God mm-hmm. that he's looked at how ratchet we are, mm. but he still loves us. Right. But then we're supposed to demonstrate that on a horizontal level, first yeah. and foremost, with our spouse, mm. but then other relationships he brings into our lives. Uh, and so when you look at Genesis, it said um, in the very beginning, in Genesis 2, um, when Eve came on the scene, um, he said, uh, and they were naked and they were not ashamed.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah. If
0: you look at the Hebrew word for naked, mm-hmm. um, what it's really saying, the idea is that it's, it's as if a king was wearing a tunic or a cloak. Mm-hmm. It was his royal robe. It was what he wore in public. Yeah. But the nakedness was him to be able to take that off and be in his vulnerability mm. in those undergarments in his own room. Mm. Wow. That's the level of nakedness. He would never go out in public yeah. in that form of nakedness. Yeah, That would be only to be exposed in the inner courts you know, with his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so we've taken on his role as men where we've been used to be supermen. Right. We're heroes. We deal with a lot of pressure. We deal with a lot of stress. We deal with a lot of drama, but we're not supposed to let anybody know what's going on. (laughs) And ironically, the funny thing is a lot of times when men fall into cheating relationships, it's like a, a, an outlet to the stress and the pressure and the stuff that they've been on, but they don't have an atmosphere where many times, or sometimes they can bring that to their wives. And so I say it's weird to men because for many men we weren't even trained to be intimate like right. when we were young and crying dad's if dad was in the picture of anybody you better you better suck up mm-hmm. right? you better just man just you know i ain't, I ain't raise no punk mm-hmm. stop crying yeah you know what i'm saying uh-huh. and you get the toughness like i understand i'm supposed to be tough mm-hmm. but in the process of being tough you're telling me to shut down a part of me that was natural yeah. that i'm supposed to expose Oof. so now i don't know what to do i'm a 30 40 year old man yeah, and on. I got these feelings yeah but I don't want to express these feelings because I'm not gonna be gay you're not going to, I'm not this I'm not feeling yeah. you know what I'm saying so how do I articulate it mm-hmm. and so here we have this deficiency uh-huh. and the funny thing is I mean it's just like a it's, to me it's like a no-brainer but we don't see it because it's so difficult to get through this deficiency intimacy is the thing that fuels the reaction and responses to our wives huh. like they're so relational like yep. they want that moment to connect and be on the same page with their wow. with souls and with emotions mm-hmm. that's like the key yeah but we don't know how to we don't know how to find that key <laughs> yeah you understand what i'm saying <laughs> nah, it's the way it's correlated speaking, it's cr- like that could trigger something in your spouse that just be like amazing yep, yep. yeah But we are handicapped in that area that could just take our level of intimacy. Like that. What we could do emotionally could trigger a response to them that they would do stuff physically that would trigger a response to us. yeah but we're holding that back because we're afraid to
1: be intimate. Yeah. It's like my wife won't do this or that. Well, maybe if you just talk to her yeah. a little bit when you don't feel like it, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> but are you making me think about, you know, the language that the that the word uses, um even in terms of sex and it says he knew her. Yes. You know, Adam yeah. knew his wife. Absolutely. And, and it's like this idea of intimacy, it's like as guys we and women but we we, you know, as the head and and as, you know, the one who's initially supposed to initiate these type of things in our relationships, in our marriages, um, like, sex kind of starts outside of the bedroom, you know? It's like you have to cultivate your relationship, you know? It's like, it's, it's so much more mental than the physical but like we have the reverse you know we mm-hmm. we come from a perverted world and our nature is so perverted that we start with the physical right and that's all that we get our stimulus from yeah and then it's like you know god's like hold up i'm trying to work on your heart i want yeah. your mind to be that's why even with masturbation it's like it's not the act of doing it because you may you may perform the same physical motion or act while you're having sex with your wife or in the bedroom but it's like it's about your heart though like you shouldn't be doing it selfishly you know like you were saying earlier yeah it also makes me think about your reference to like getting naked
2: and knowing no shame yeah right like society perpetuates the opposite of that Mm. right where we're trying to constantly hide everything that we feel i mean you just talked about it but we're hiding everything that we feel well (laughs) intimacy starts with you being able to bear everything and kind of just sharing you Mm -hmm. know like you got, you know, like you guys say, like sharing what's on your heart, or like telling somebody, you know, what your weaknesses are, or like where mm-hmm. you're struggling, or like how you're hurting, or you know, like things like that. Like, that I feel like, you know, that sets the foundation for mm-hmm. that
1: intimacy, you know. And it's, and it's, it's, sex is such an interesting thing when it comes to where, especially like in our generation, with where porn is like in abundance and access to it is in abundance, and you can just. Oftentimes, like we don't even know how to have sex, meaning like, you know, you can think as a woman or a man like I'm supposed to be doing it this way or a woman is supposed to like it this way because this is what I've seen. Or as a woman, I'm supposed to be carrying on this way. This is what a man likes. He likes when I scream or he likes when I'm doing this or when it's like you may not even be honestly understanding, you know, first of all your own body physically but like what god is trying to get you to you know do sexually i'm not i'm without trying to get too like explicit but like it's a lot of stuff that we gotta like just let go of even your idea of how you think you should be pleasing your spouse Mm. physically you may have to like take you take everything to god you know well you take everything to god but you got to have those conversations with your
0: spouse and i think that again that goes to the level of intimacy and Mm -hmm. uh, the pride of a man is i don't need to ask my wife this i know what i'm doing you know Mm -hmm. and and, but but, you know i think it's hilarious (laughs) because um i don't i don't watch nor do i have a desire for porn you know at Mm -hmm. this point in my life Mm -hmm. it's like once you've tasted the real thing yeah like porn is like McDonald's. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like a cheap food. Yeah. No shade on McDonald's. If you're a McDonald's fan, my apologies. <laughs> but it's 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 not the same as far as a five star restaurant. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's a mockery that we're like we're in this matrix because porn will tell you this is the typical porn <laughs> scenario you'll see. Like first they meet in the most absurd place. And like if you if you so if you this <laughs> like is your wife or is this building. some trick that you're going to be with because your wife is going to be worth a certain setting. It's not like you can't do anything anywhere like the marriage is undefiled, but I'm not going to Just first gonna of all you treat that. you like you're a whore. All right. So mm-hmm. then the next step is and this is this is the routine template for porn mm-hmm. like she'll go down, Right. she'll practice fellatio then you have these multiple sexual positions and then it culminates when you're able to shoot your seed in her face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're thinking we see this over and over again, continue to glamorize <laughs> this image of, of the subliminal image of what it's like. And then we want to practice or suggest certain techniques mm-hmm. to our spouse. Mm-hmm. And I remember my wife, just said, where are you getting that from? Right. Yeah, and the key right. question is, do wow. you want to do this because we're exploring this together? Or you want to do this because this is something that you did with somebody else or you saw on the yep, video. Yeah, and yep. I was stuck like,
1: uh, wow. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But it was something
0: that it was like, this is what you do. Yeah, yeah, it was just the norm. They tell yeah. us how we're supposed to have sex. Yeah. And people don't even understand like the reason, one of the reasons why we have sex.
1: Hmm. Like, let me ask you, what do you all think the reasons why we have sex? You first. <laughs> or, or, I mean, definitely uh, to establish intimacy with each other yes, um, in a yeah. way that, you know, I mean, when we look at the, the metaphor, the mystery, you know, of Christ in the church, it's this ultimate intimacy that can't be experienced by the world, can't be experienced with me and just my friend or a family member. It's this level of intimacy that is beyond anybody else. Yep. Christ in the church, me and my wife. But that's... Okay. Yeah. One. Yes. One. I okay. Wish, <laughs> I guess my que- my
2: answer to the question would be uh, to experience ultimate pleasure, physical pleasure, together in you know in yeah together in union with one another. Okay.
0: Um, and they're both. I agree. It's also a form of protection. Corinthians talks about how we we mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um should not abstain for a long time, so that we don't give the devil any any mm-hmm. room to like create some type of temptations in our marriage. but one thing mm-hmm. that I was thinking about um as I was preparing for this and writing this book mm-hmm. the one of the purposes of sex is to um i guess if you will put a stamp on the covenant that you've just made with your wife and then remind you of that covenant over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and I say this. When you look at the fact that Jesus died on the cross, do mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, as soon as he gave up the ghost, some significantly miraculous things started happening <laughs> as soon as he gave up the ghost. Mm-hmm. It was earthquakes, right? Yeah, and yes. And people were coming out of graves, right? Mm-hmm. You know what else happened? In the temple. The veil. The veil was torn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was a significant because from that point before, we didn't have direct access to God. Right. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Before that point, we had to go to a priest and the priest had access um, on our behalf. But then the veil was torn. Now, mysteriously enough, there is one part of the female anatomy <laughs> that no doctor even understands the reason of his existence. Yeah, you man. understand what yeah, I'm saying? See where yeah. And going? that's the hymen. And it's, right. it's, it's, it's a type of veil covering yes, over sir. the vagina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you penetrate, it tears and there's a shedding of blood. Uh, uh, and so uh. in the ideal sense, what we didn't get from our dads to then pass it down to our sons is this mm. is why it's so valuable because yeah. you were establishing this covenant. You just established it spiritually with your words and with your soul and you've given your commitment. And now you're going to establish it physically. Yeah. And then you go back to that covenant over and over and over again. And now this is so sacred mm. that I can't right. take this covenant that I've established and given it to other people because now we understand the meaning of what is supposed to be behind Oof, it? You understand geez, what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, we've cheapened it because sex has taken <laughs> wow. the authority over sex. Although God created sex yeah. and given a new definition of what sex is supposed to be mm-hmm. for your own selfish, quick fix or pleasure. So wow, wow.
1: it's yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy, and um, it's so much more than we just we kind of cavalier with it. But it's like yeah. it's so spiritual. Oh, absolutely. And we have no idea like the repercussions of it and you can't you can't choose the repercussions of it yeah. um i mean even just in the natural you can see obviously you can get stds and stuff but like besides that you are you're when we like engage in fornication and um sexual immorality homosexuality whatever you want to do or call it like it is so much more than just the physical or the emotional it's like you're dealing with you're trespassing on spiritual things that mm -hmm. we have no idea what we're doing when we're doing that stuff. Right. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about Hebrews 13 and four, Um, you know, marriage is to be held in honor among all. And the marriage bed is to be undefiled for fornicators and adulterers. uh, God will judge. Mm -hmm. And you just brought it up. But uh, this is one of those scriptures that, I don't know. In my personal opinion or or experience, and my wife's, like people debate about what he's talking about, what Paul, well, or, or the writer of Hebrews, uh, what he's even like getting at here. Um, when it comes to, <clears throat> I guess, like, does this scripture mean, hey, as long as it's in within the confines of our marriage, we can do whatever we want, um, or or does it mean? Like what do you take him to mean by this? So um I would interpret it as this simply, whatever
0: um my wife and, and I my wife and I imagine to do where neither one of us feels compromised or devalued in the act. Amen. Like there's no limitation um but if one of us feels like I'm only doing this for you and it's not that because there's one thing if your spouse says, I'm not getting anything out of it. But if I feel like I'm not getting anything out of it, but I don't mind it, mm-hmm. that's one thing. If I'm not getting anything out of it and I feel like trash or mm. yeah. I'm not getting anything out of it and it just makes me feel like I don't have any worth. Mm hmm then you've kind of crossed that line and you may have tried to sell her to do something all along that she never wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so the beauty beauty in the, the the part of the verse where it's undefiled is means there's there's is it's, it's there's no tarnishment, there's no limitation. There is like a freedom that we have mm-hmm. because sex should be recreational. I mean there are times when um my wife and I experience absolute pleasure. There's times where we're laughing together. Mm-hmm. And like because it's moments that we're creating, you understand Mm -hmm, what I'm mm saying? But the moment when someone feels like they've compromised themselves, that's a major problem. And it's going to eventually be something that you're going to have to deal with and it won't be good. I remember some brother asked me and I alluded to in the book, he said, you know, um, if my wife. He said, so my wife and I don't have the same sexual pace as far as how often we have sex. Mm-hmm. So if my wife is giving me permission to masturbate, would it be okay if I go ahead and masturbate and does that how does that play in? Interesting huh. question. And yeah, I said, you know, that the fact that she's giving you permission is like I look underneath the root of things. Like um like, I don't want my wife to just say, go ahead and do that. I want my right. wife to be like, I want you and I just want just you yeah. and this, that, and the other. Right. But I said, again, be careful because when you go off to masturbate, what are you going to be thinking about? Yeah, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You might, you might say, well, I'm thinking about my wife. Okay. Well, that just kind of seems like maybe it's virtual or is it the real thing? Mm -hmm. I said what I would recommend is if that's something, maybe she's doing that type of gratification for you as opposed to you doing it on your own. Because, again, you're saying my wife is giving me permission to have sex with myself. Yeah. But that would... How different would that be with my wife giving me permission to go hook up with this yeah. other sister? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to take the freedom. Some people want to take the, the, the passage and say, "Hey, we can do whatever we want." Right. But there are Threesomes some consequences and niche, that we got to factor yeah, yeah, in yeah. as far as the overall health of the relationship sexually mm-hmm. and. You know, sometimes, I, I can't speak for y'all, but as a husband, sometimes I can get my wife to say yeah to something. And I know in my heart, she doesn't really want to do that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. this doesn't even have to be sexually. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. I know she doesn't want to make this, this business decision. I know she doesn't want to, mm-hmm. but she's going to do it because she feels like she's supposed to as a good wife. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got to be discerning enough as a husband, loving her, that I can kind of see what she's saying, but I can also have a pause there. If I'm seeing that there's some type of hesitation that she's mm-hmm. not articulate, like if
2: y'all mm-hmm. learn yeah. in one accord and everything. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. If you don't mind, I kind of want to go back a little bit. Uh, you started out by saying that your like, your wife was a corpse in the bedroom. Yeah. Right. But then things obviously have changed. Can you talk a little bit about like that turning point? Well, or, like, yeah. Um, like,
0: well, actually she was a corpse because, um, I had cheated on her.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I had several emotional affairs, Mm. multiple affairs um, with different females. And this actually kind of ties back. Well, it definitely ties back into the intimacy. Um, And it's so funny how our history and our past ties so much into our present Mm. and even our sexual expression. Mm -hmm. And maybe I can expound upon that a little later. But long story short, my mom, my biological mom abandoned me when I was five. Mm. I never knew my biological father. That was like the, if we all have a thing, like, you know, every hero has that story in the beginning. (laughs) That's what I had to get beyond that traumatic situation happening in my life. Mm. And um, what I didn't realize and discover this about myself because I was intimately deficient. So I'm not even intimate enough with myself to know where I hurt and why I hurt Hmm. and I just express certain things. So Hmm. I didn't realize that like one time I vaguely remember what age I must have been seven or eight years old and some female just came up to me and said, boy, you're going to be a heartbreaker. You so fine. That made Uh a world of difference to me. Yeah. And it wasn't because she was complimenting me. It's because I didn't have a maternal figure in my life to tell me that like every single day. Uh, I didn't have anybody to nourish that into me. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And so what my wife discovered um, when we went through this drama that we went through is that every time that um, I was going through a very delicate part of life, like I was starting a business or I was starting this venture or that she noticed that my pattern of infidelity had picked up
2: huh.
1: mm-hmm.
0: and but it was always a mystery that i never physically had sex with anybody mm-hmm. yeah. it was always emotional wow And at first, that was hard for her to believe. It was so hard that even uh, the pastor at the time that was counseling both of us pulled me aside and said, you never slept with anybody. (laughs) God is your witness. I I was never looking for physical from anybody else. I just needed to feed that emotional void that I didn't know was existent. And and, and, uh, coincidentally my wife grew up feeling like words didn't even matter because her father used words to call her the scum of the earth. Okay. So why would she have reason to pour into me with her words yeah. if they didn't matter? Right. But she's not knowing I need that because I have a deficiency in another area yeah. where my mother didn't pour into my life. Yeah. So that's why it's so interesting when wow. we don't go there with the emotional and the intimate part. Yeah. We're missing a whole part of our expression of who we wow. are. Right. Wow. So My wife discovers in 2008, she discovers one emotional affair and she gets to this inspector gadget phase and she's checking records and Internet (laughs) Mm -hmm. and everything under the sun. And then she comes up and finds out that there's something happened a couple of months before that and then some Mm -hmm. time before that. And so she gave me this ultimatum and said, listen, every time I keep trying to go forward, I find something else out. She said, I need to know everything or I'm out. Yeah. And I told her everything, and that emotionally, it didn't kill her, Uh but it came close. Wow. You know, to the point that everything that she thought was a real thriving, I mean, we were a good-looking family, Mm -hmm. you know, we were the model. And, and I would always justify it with, at least I'm not physically cheating. Uh, so yeah, I'm not yeah. like all the other dudes. So what i doing, I wouldn't tell her about. But at least this is my mechanism. Mm-hmm. And her, her her world was shattered. Mm-hmm. But right. all the while, she's trying to heal and she's trying to grow. And we would have times of intimacy. And she would just lie there because she was just in that place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And then one time, we were having sex. And I'm like how do I continue to be content to just like get my thrills off of this when she's absolutely totally removed? And I was like, God, I need you to show me how to minister to her soul. Mm -hmm. Cause if I can help her revive her soul, then the physical is a byproduct of that. Yeah. And that's like kind of the moral of the story that I'm realizing if we invest Mm -hmm. in the emotional the 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 physical will come. Mm-hmm. Like we've always tried to make the physical happen. Mm-hmm. We've tried to force the physical. But like uh, if if you if you kind of if you sow the seeds, eventually the pregnancy is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's just <laughs> not just a, that's not just a, a physical thing. We see that physically. Yeah. Right. But if I sow words into my, and you said it, making love doesn't just start in the bedroom. If I right. sow the seeds, not just sow the seeds because she knows I have an agenda because, oh, he must want to get some. But if I sow the seeds consistently,
1: mm.
0: when I want to have sex and when I don't want to have sex, when I still sow those seeds, yeah. eventually it's going to bring and breed some type of life wow. that is going to be, like, like you have two, two children. Uh-huh. How much thought process did you put into having those kids? None. Right? Once you inserted the plan. seed. We had, a pl- we had a no, plan. No, no, Once you inserted the seed, what did you do to to, to nurture them? Right. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Our wives are natural nurturers. Mm. Yeah. That whatever any it'sy bitsy seed that we give, whether mm-hmm. it be good or bad, they're gonna nurture it to the point that it brings forth life. You're right. Wow. You're right. You're right. And so we we're we're, we're doing the wrong thing. Mm. We got our action, We got our focus. But she won't give me none. Yeah. And I get, and I can't do this. And I can't do that. Did you ever ask the question? Where is she bearing That you're not sowing the right seeds. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's the question. That's yeah. where you got to become Inspector Gadget and start doing your research. My point from that on, when I saw her laying there, just it was like she was almost dead. Yeah. I was like, I need to study my wife. Wow. wow. I need wow. to study how she feels. I need to study what she means. When she could tell me something, but I know that's not what she really means. I need to study everything, what she's thinking. And and here's the thing, fellas. We'll never feel like we will have them figured out. Mm -hmm. But I want to constantly be a student of her. And, I mean, that's done dividends, man. That's paid dividends as far as our relationship because of me making that type of investment.
1: I love that.
2: Jeez, that is awesome.
1: Yeah. I'm having a whole bunch of thoughts. But this one. In particular like i just love as men and when it comes to like relationships and stuff like even when we talk to friends or if i'm talking to like you know guys and stuff about relationships and it's it sounds like a little harsh but i always like blame the man first Mm -hmm. for everything that's going on in in a certain way like and i'm all even even when it comes to something like sex it's like all right well you're complaining about you know this certain thing, but what are you where Where do you lie? Where does your contribution fall in? Mm-hmm. Are you giving a hundred percent your all to figure out what's going on with your with your wife and the sexuality and all that kind of stuff? but across the board, when we start to do that as husbands, it's yeah. like you you realize like oh, okay like this is this is something that God has ordained, and I'm in this place as a man for a reason. And like when you start to really try to affect change, you'll see him honoring it, you know, because they, they want you to lead whether they, you know, are resistant. I mean, obviously they're going to be resistant. It's in the word. You're going to be at a little bit of enmity with each other, but they want that, you know, because it's naturally, it's the, it's the, it's the role that he's called us all to be in. Mm, But like a lot of dudes, you know, we we're quick to maybe give up, sometimes because it's just like man i don't know i don't know but yeah you, you know i don't know what to say to her i don't know how to please her but it's like it's it's it could be it could be hard to communicate that type of stuff you mm-hmm. know for for many reasons yeah yeah it i mean sounds. it's also like
2: uh i don't know like you said earlier like us being kind of lazy too. Mm. Like it's easy for me to be like, oh, she complaining or oh, she ain't never satisfied. Uh-huh. That don't require any work from me. You know what I'm saying? Like I could easily you know, it's easier for me to ignore that and blame it on her mm-hmm. than it is for me to say, okay, I have a part in that and now it's gonna require some effort or work on my part. And, mm-hmm. you know, I need to get to get to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like that's kind of the um the thing that I learned. Because I, I come to you one time, I went to Jason one time and I was like, man, you know, she's saying this and she's saying that and she never happy. Uh-huh. And Jay is like, well, uh, what about you, though? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what what work are you putting in? What effort are you making? Like, mm-hmm. if you know that these things bother her, you know, are you taking the steps to avoid, you know, bothering her or making mm-hmm. her feel better in those areas? And I'm like, all right. Yeah, okay. All right. Whatever. I ain't calling you no more. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? But, but since I started making those changes, though. You know, and, and putting in that effort, that's when my marriage really started to turn mm-hmm. around. So. And, and and to add to that, it's
0: not just putting in the effort. It's putting in the effort without the expectation of anything happening mm-hmm. in return. Right. Yeah. Like, you have an ultimate hope that is going to happen, but you're not looking for the short, short-term return. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, especially when you're talking to dudes, you know, you know, if I'm going to, if I have aspirations to be a great basketball player, I know I have to spend countless hours in the gym. Right. And I may not see the improvement in my shot till maybe sometime months from now. I'm not gonna see it at the next game. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I'm going to the gym to lift weights, I know that I can put in put in work in the weights, but I'm not gonna see the results tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. But somehow we have a double standard when it comes to our relationships that, man, I even washed her car and I cooked and she <laughs> never, wasn't even saying that she was thankful, man. I can't do deal with this. Wow. And I'm yeah. like, you're looking for it it contradicts what you understand is certain principles in other areas of life, Mm -hmm. but we want an immediate return when it comes to our spouses, Mm -hmm. as opposed to forgive me, um, trust the process. Yeah. Yeah, You know, Uh, Embiid said that, but we've got to trust, not only trust the process, (laughs) but trust the word. When when, when God says in Isaiah 55, my word will not return to me void, Uh but it will accomplish everything that I sent it out. Well, I, I came to this conclusion. You know what? Because I'm a son and I'm made in God's image, if God's word doesn't Mm -hmm. return to him void, Mm -hmm. then the words that I share are not going to return to me void. So Mm -hmm. even when me and Susie were in the worst season of our life and she's spewing out, I'm leaving you, I'm divorcing you, I consistently made sure I told her, listen, I'm sorry I hurt you, I love you, I'm going to spend the rest of my life making you know Mm. that it was better to stay with me than to leave me. And she would throw these darts (laughs) and these uppercuts (laughs) and these stabs. All, all spiritually, of course, <laughs> and and every time they would hurt and there were times in my soul I wanted to cave in and be like, there's no way I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But someone would tell me, be consistent with your words and your actions. And eventually
1: they made they produce fruit. Wow. They produce fruit. Were 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 you at this time? Because this is another thought that I have, right? Like, were you a pastor at this at this time? No, not at this time. I wasn't.
0: This all happened in two thousand eight. Okay. Um, I was ordained in two thousand twelve. I was, um, in ministry. I had been a involved in youth ministry. Um, in fact, I worked for a Christian organization, um, when all this stuff hit the fan and I was a, um, counselor. No, no, no. I take that back. I, I was about six or seven months removed from that. I actually launched out to start a business and didn't get the memo about the recession, but, um, <laughs> but I had been involved in ministry. I okay. was your typical good Christian dude. That's what I was and, about. And to that's why I'm like. Cause I know brothers, I know we play that role and we have that face, right? But I also know that we're men. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not saying that every man's situation is like mine, but now I'm looking at the odds of things. Yeah. 60% of men didn't grow up with dad in their lives. Right. There's another 10 to 20% that dad was in my life, but he wasn't there. So who's giving you this training on how to love a woman? Who's giving you this training on sexuality? Somehow I have to cover this i have to suppress this uh-huh. because i really love god yeah but what am i now doing and where are my outlets because i don't know how to communicate this so i'm well aware that these aren't just men that we say are quote unquote lost yeah that are wrestling with these issues, but these are good men and you know everybody's good they're just misdirected but these are men that are trying to live the word you should have seen my journal writings mm-hmm. like f- battling the desires that i had But saying, God, I don't know what I'm going to do, and I need your help. Mm -hmm. Like, the the very fact of when she, on January 8, 2008, when she discovered my cell phone, that a couple hours prior, I'm pulling out of the driveway with my son, taking him to basketball practice, and I realize that my cell phone is in the house. (laughs) But I didn't want to go back and get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I was tired. There was a part wow, of me wow. I actually wanted to get caught because wow, it was course. exhausting of course. to sneak in and send this text. Yeah. Or, or And then, if she comes in the bathroom. What excuse am I going to come up with? Yeah. Or wow. my whereabouts or things of that nature. Wow. So I, there's a war going on with a lot of brothers. And they don't know who to talk to. Or, what the- because you don't hear this conversation right? Mm-hmm. you right. don't hear anybody saying anything with this transparent level of transparency, and so folks feel like they're isolated by themselves and and they're gonna ultimately fail,
1: yeah yeah, and I just found it before i before you hold that thought, no, go But ahead, like go ahead. because like sometimes when we think of you know pastor and and people uh um have a title applied to them, we kinda don't acknowledge any fallacy that may be in that person's life you know or like fault but it's like i love that you're being so transparent about it because it's like you know we are all fallen people we all you know have sinned and fall short of the glory of god so there is none righteous the word says so like even you know your pastor may have gone through something um or be going through something but like it's like pray for them You know, hear them out if they're confessing sins to you. Um, Just, just look at them, kinda as a a sinner as as you are type of thing. And then, but obviously, that you know, there's other stuff to talk about with pastors that you know they should be held to a certain you know, elders, pastors, this, it is a certain level of expectation you should have from them in their life and the way that they live and how they seek to be holy and stuff like that. I'm not saying like, if your pastor's in a strip club, you know, oh yeah, he, you know, <laughs> he said it like me, you know, <laughs> like nah, but just like, it's it's great to hear this from someone who's in that ministry because it's like, okay, he understands me, you know, and he's he's flesh too, you Yeah. know, it is a fine
0: balance I think we have an obligation to express um, the past challenges or bouts that we've had with our humanity Um, Mm -hmm. but we also the goal is to learn from those mistakes and still we're required to be an example Mm -hmm. like certain stuff that I'm alluded to in the book I I should not be practicing Mm -hmm. now in 2019 how am I able to lead in a certain area that I'm still sick Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying but if we don't go to you know we give the uh, he uh to he delivered me from the lion's den <laughs> Uh, he, <laughs> you know he you know we give all the cliches of what he did and people are like, well how right that's what how'd he do it right exactly. like what like did you ever because if you don't tell me that you felt like me or you had this thought that I had mm-hmm. yeah. then that's you right yeah and you're like a special case because you're called exactly but I'm just an every ordinary everyday ordinary man I tell yeah. this story <laughs> in the book and I gladly tell it and' will tell it to my grave because my wife's giving me a blessing it was when I was a sophomore in high school. And, um, you know, I was a part of the PBS. This was the Pretty Boy Squad. Uh, and, um, uh, you squad know, we, we rocked the Jerboes uh, the and the Tommy Hill Uh-oh. figures. Uh-oh. And, man, we would have been like Kappas of high school, right? <laughs> and so we knew our lane and the 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 food chain of high school. We couldn't talk to the upperclassmen girls because we didn't have cars. And we couldn't <laughs> talk to the girls our age because the juniors were talking to them. So all we had was the incoming freshmen. Mm. And it was this freshman that came into the school. She was bad. All the upperclassmen wanted to talk to her. <laughs> she ends up talking to me, right? I didn't find out till later that she has a reputation. She's very fast. Mm. not talking about track. She was just very fast. <laughs> and um, which is sad because she was 14. She right. already had yeah, this yeah. reputation. So brothers are coming to me like, Doc, you got that? You going to hit that? And I'm like lying like most, a lot of guys do. Like, yeah. And I had never seen sex. And sex had me. Mm. And so situation eventually has got to get to this point where she's over in my house. Parents are gone. Siblings are gone. And so this was going to be my first encounter. Right? Mm, And so... There she is. Uh, I'm seeing her. She's undressing. This is like amazing to me because everything on the porn video was like live and in person. Mm -hmm. And like when we're ready to do the do, I couldn't get erect.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm just like using brain power, trying to think real hard, trying to do <laughs> whatever I could to salute, and nothing's happening. And I'm actually praying to God, like God, why is this happening? And I know God must be like, man, well, you got an hey, idea, audacity right? to ask me this right now. Help me that. to help you. Sin, then, so the, I heard the worst noise that I could ever hear at that particular moment. I heard her snicker, oh, and I was like, no. And then so she said, well, I better go. And so I'm like. Like, I don't even know if we're, like, boyfriend or girlfriend anymore. Like, she probably would have said in 2019, like, um, I wouldn't have even. What's that um, progressive commercial when he says sprinkles? Sprinkles are for winners. Like, I wouldn't have even gotten <laughs> sprinkles. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, I'm not going to school Monday. Because mm. that snicker said so much. Yes. That snicker was like, I can't believe you couldn't get it up. Mm-hmm. That snicker was like, I've never had an experience like this. That snicker said, wait till I tell my friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a phone call on Monday <laughs> from my boy. He's like, E, you're not going to believe this. Dang. He said, man, such and such is going around the school. She said you couldn't get it up. And I'm like, that's a lie. Uh. And they had this, oh, I forgot we were on video. So they had this, um, <laughs> this thing that they did around the school where they would hold up their finger and then they would bend it down. Oh no. And that would represent me. Oh, and no. this went on for two weeks that's until e. they found someone else <laughs> To um to 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 yeah, you yeah. know pick on. I know. Like I tell wow. this story.
1: That'll hurt you. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm it sorry. hurt man. Yeah.
0: You know, and that the thing is that was that right there motivated me and drove me that I had to lose my virginity. Yeah. Cause I had to prove something wow. wrong. Yeah. Cause I was questions in my I was like, I know I'm not gay. I don't like look at dudes that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? I I know this, I know that. What's wrong with me? And I tell the story because I imagine how many dudes will never be in a setting where they will ever say, yeah, yeah, my, my first experience wasn't like the mm-hmm. wham, bam, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we keep that to ourselves mm-hmm. and we leave our brain and our own understanding to come up with different conclusions. And we're so persuaded by certain elements of media or maybe, you know, giving us ungodly counsel and I, I so I share in that level of transparency because I'm going for that person that yeah. may have had a similar situation to say, huh. yeah, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with you. What I realized is that I was in the wrong place at the wrong time and I wasn't supposed to have sex with this girl. I wasn't supposed to have sex with anybody. Right. right. I eventually did because I was pressured into that, that type of thing, but mm. I wasn't supposed to. But I'm like, that's why I share and have the grace to be transparent because I don't want people to think there's something wrong with me because I don't hear someone saying something that is close to where my my neck of the woods is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: You had a question yesterday Um that you had sent over to me that you wanted to ask oh i thought the question was was really good yeah and very helpful to people <laughs> so yeah. funny story though before i ask <laughs> right. the question like
1: <laughs> so we have a uh, like a you know a group chat with me and marcus just throw ideas in there in slack yeah and like uh so i we have a channel that was for this episode of questions and you know the way the conversation could well, go and stuff that like story. that and uh right. so <laughs> So, I put a question in there, uh-huh. and I guess Marcus didn't see that it was supposed to be, you know, for this. He thought I put it in like just our general conversation one. Uh-huh. So, he's like, man, that's a good question. And then he starts ministering to me, look, brother, well, first you got to do this. And, you know, I don't like, know if. Let like, me help you out, James. I was like, well. I'll tell no. you how to go about this. I was like, thank you, Bishop. But, you know, that was for, for Eric. <laughs> but nah, with the, uh, one of the questions that. Uh, I know, like, you know, during my, I guess, sexual healing and and then this process, like, it came to me that, like, for men um, who have uh, or do struggle with lust or, like, just even, you know, a deep attraction for other women who Mm -hmm. may be married, um, men who are married, not other women who are married, um, like, how do you say that? person can like establish a healthy strong sexual desire for their wives you know because we've touched touched on it but i guess the specific question is like how do we increase that physical aspect of like you know when because we know like the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh right it's like you could you could walk down the street and you see women and you're like, oh, I like this. I like this about it. I look at this one. Duh, 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 duh. Right. But it's like, how is that same fervent, strong sexual desire? How do we, uh, you know, aim that at our wives mm-hmm. on a, just wow, physically?
0: That's, yeah, that's a very good question. Um I don't know. You may not be
1: able to answer it. I mean, it's just a topic of discussion. I don't know yeah. if
0: it could be... Uh, I don't know if it could be limited to just physically. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we put ourselves in a trap if we limit it to just physically. Mm. Um, Like Mm. my wife, like physically I'm enamored by her. Right. Um, That wasn't always the case. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought she was attractive, but. You know, I grew up in a society. I told you the PBS. <laughs> our theme movie was Boomerang. Oh gosh! You know, and just appreciating every like scale or spectrum of God's creation of yeah. females yeah. and getting that into your system. Although you'll never be satisfied, it's just something inside of you that's like, man, she looks good. Oh, she's banging. She's hot. Yeah. Um, to limit that to that just physical would probably put you in a trap that one. Like, say, for example, and this is where a lot of men fall, like if my wife is not there physically, mm. we know pregnancy in and of itself does some changes. In, right. That a lot of men, nobody told me that it was going to be like this, <laughs> yeah. you know, from a physical perspective. Mm-hmm. So now I see my wife differently from that angle. I'm not saying that you mitigate the physical is always going to be there because we're men. We see things physically. Mm-hmm. Um, I do premarital counseling with couples and we use this particular book. I forgot the name of the book, but one of the things it says is embracing that my wife is my gift from God. Mm. And when you just stop, like you could just, that's one of those statements you could say, there's certain nuggets in the Bible you read and you, sometimes you just read through it and you miss the richness of it. Mm -hmm. My wife is my gift from God. That means that, the good and the bad about her mm-hmm. was a gift for me. Mm-hmm. I means the things that she wow. does that gets on my nerves wow. is still a gift <laughs> because it sharpens something inside of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It means yeah. it's the total package of who she is physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, the smile, the way she looks at me. The way she that whole package is the gift from God, yeah,
1: you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing yeah. You know? and, yeah, and
0: I think when we start looking elsewhere, I think that's when we start stop realizing how much of a gift that God has given us or mm. that he's given us this gift, mm. so I think to counter that is that you find ways to appreciate the holistic part of who your wife is, like there is some stuff. Like, I can say this because I know my wife can say this about me. There's some stuff that my wife will do that will totally frustrate me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I know I totally frustrate her in some areas, too. Yeah. It's just the nature of being married, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've come to the point, like, old Eric, selfish Eric, desires that I wanted to fulfill for myself, Eric would, like, conditionally appreciate certain things about her. Mm-hmm. And we that would escalate into fights, arguments, screaming. And it was nasty. Now I look at her when we get into when we don't agree, she's still my gift. Yeah. When she's saying something I don't like, that's still my gift. Mm-hmm. And so the more I see her as my gift, I don't really particularly care for any other gift. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Are there are other beautiful women that are out there that you see. Yeah, naturally. Mm-hmm. There's still a certain level that you've got to, as a man, Allow your spirit to take ownership over your eyes and your body. Mm-hmm. It's just wow. discipline. Mm-hmm. And it go back to the gym analogy, Just I got to discipline myself if I want a certain weight goal. Yeah. I've got to discipline myself if I want a certain accomplishment in the gym. I've got to discipline myself as far as what I'm going to allow going to my eyes or not. Job said, yeah. i made a covenant with, with my, my eyes. Eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. eyes, you and I have a deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to look at any other wow. female in lust. Mm-hmm. So there might be that drive-by moment when we see her. You say, good God, right. he made that. Jesus, mm-hmm. I'm going to ghost in another direction in the aisle because she's going to be in aisle nine. And yeah. I'm going to go to the other side of the yeah. store. Yep. Yeah, so I'm not trying to give it in a way that is going to be easy. That's something that we're going to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. But there's a distinction between that and someone that says, man, I just got to. Check that out. Well, no. Check out your wife. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Find out the satisfaction of why you fell in love with her in the first place. Mm -hmm. And if you fell in love with her just because of her physical, then you're in a lot of trouble and you got to fall in love with her soul and other aspects because the physical is going to fade away. Mm -hmm. It is going to fade away. Mm -hmm. That's just natural. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh Um, Susie, one of the parts of our healing that really just when we got to the point. You know, I was being a student. I could see that she was coming alive in our intimate times. One time she asked a question that if I wasn't careful, I would have missed it. Mm. And she said, do you see me? Wow.
1: (laughs) Wow.
0: And my first response was, I'm looking right at you. I like everything I see. (laughs) (laughs) But what she was asking was, do you see me beyond anybody else? Like mm-hmm. when you look into my eyes, do you see my soul? What she was saying is before I give you my heart again, can I trust you with it? Yeah. Like can I can I trust that you're not going to crush it and devastate it anymore? Do you see my vulnerability that I have at this moment? Mm-hmm. And we can't see that when we're so busy looking at the physicalities of uh, yeah. all these other females yeah, Wow.
1: that we miss the open nakedness of our wife's soul. That's awesome. That 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 kind of Change in a man, though, I think it can't be done without God and the Holy Spirit working on you. Like, I think you have to be renewed because self, yeah. You you, you have to be renewed. You have to,
0: husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church Mm -hmm. that He gave His life. The only way that we were going to heal is that I had to die. Mm-hmm. And the only example I had of death, of this is this instruction from Jesus, mm-hmm. is this is the example I gave of what you're supposed to do. It is very difficult. I won't say it's impossible, but it's very no. difficult for a man that does not have a connection with God yep. to change that mindset. Yep. Yeah. Because it is, it is, it is self-crucifixion. Yeah. And it is hard it's painful it's reconditioning what you've been used to for 20 30 years or whatever the time frame has been Mm -hmm. i mean
2: but we're men
1: Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying we're men we are it's that spirit flesh
2: battle and i kind of wanted to ask you a little bit more about that like the spiritual part of it you know because even hearing you say that you kept a journal about like your process and everything Mm -hmm. and maybe this is too much to ask but like what are the things that you were like praying for or asking from God throughout this process? Cause I know that that was a huge component of everything that, you know, was changing. Well, the
0: journal, what, what I put in the journal pre um, pre before the time that all of this like was exposed, it was, it was, it was really some garbage, uh-huh. meaning, We'll say we we'll, we will say our prayers, God. Please deliver me from this. Yeah, but we're not going to put in the work for the deliverance. Huh. We will yeah. say, God, I don't want this in my <laughs> life anymore. But we're not going to do what it takes in order to remove it from our life. Wow! Like as soon as this was exposed and I had the threat of losing my wife and my kids, yeah, that's when the work began. Like I that, I went on a fast. Like immediately afterwards when i saw that i couldn't do it in my own strength i ended up fasting for eight days Mm -hmm. and like i didn't know i just knew i was gonna fast until god said i was done with the fast and ended up being eight days Wow! which ended we actually you know we were married for eight years and one of the things that we had actually said or i told her is i'm gonna make the the next eight years a redemption of the last eight years. Beautiful. Cause she said, cause her conclusion was these eight years was a lie. Cause I can track back even to, to year number one, when you were flirting with some girl at the hotel counter, when you were going to a promise keeper's
1: conference, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Her lens totally changed. Yeah, right? oh, absolutely. She yeah, saw everything
0: man. from another lens mm-hmm. when she became inspector gadget. <laughs> so I fasted, <laughs> I, I, I fasted for eight days and, um, you know, it, it was, realizing you know going back to what i said if i was if this was going to work my desires had to be put on the back burner mm-hmm. now it's men have a tough thing hearing that because their next question is you mean i can't want anything nah. You mean i can't get anything i want right. and i'm going back to the principle bruh if you do this the right way yeah. And you sacrifice yourself Yeah. when God brings the resurrection. Yeah. Every dream and desire you have, yes. will your mind will be blown. Yes, sir. But you've got to trust his process of dying to yourself so he can resurrect something great inside of you. And we don't want to we're spoiled babies. Mm-hmm. And and the beautiful thing about I always I always fasting, 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 because if I can kill certain appet- if I can kill my physical appetite for a physical t- period of time then I'm able to kill or address certain appetites that I have that aren't Mm -hmm. necessarily physical. I have this appetite for porn. So you know what? If I can withhold from eating from a certain amount of time, then I can also address this appetite that I have. You know what I'm saying? If I have this addiction to masturbation, well, I have an addiction to food. But Mm -hmm. if I can put that under subjection, then what other appetites am I able to attack and Mm -hmm. break and destroy? Wow. If Mm -hmm. I've practiced this process, you know, fasting is not just dieting, right? Right. It is spiritually strongholds are being broken by Mm. practicing it. But a lot of people don't want to try it now because it hurts. What dying does hurt. Yeah. But what do you, what's worth dying for? I knew at a moment when my wife left out on January 8th, that whatever I had to do to get her back, I was willing to do man. Even certain things, you know, she needed to check my phone regularly. All right, whatever I have to do, check my phone. There were times she wanted to go and speak to these females that I had these um, these emotional <laughs> yeah. affairs with. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate to do that. You know what I'm saying? It was awkward. It felt weird. But whatever <laughs> she wanted to do to feel like she was restored, uh-huh. I was willing to do it. Because that's what you do when you're willing to die for someone. And the truth of the matter is, if we want to be honest with ourselves, there's very little people that we can count on our hands that we've been willing to die for. But we're always willing to die for our own benefits. Like, we'll make all types of sacrifice to get whatever we want. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But now I got to die for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a whole other. (laughs) But, like, God will start you to convict.
1: Because, like, the Holy Spirit will start to work on you and, like, this, the sinful stuff you used to like. Like, how you're saying, like, dying isn't uncomfortable. Like, Jesus is saying stuff in Mark and Matthew, like, you know, if your right eye causes you to sin, oh pluck God. it out. Yeah. You know, he's, he's showing <laughs> you, like, look, I'm, you may have to go to extreme measures yeah. to, like, turn from sin, but I'm instructing you, like, if right. this causes you to sin totally remove mm-hmm. it no matter how painful it is yeah. and i mean but the word says like in in psalms it says like there's fullness of joy in your presence so you we don't even know what we're missing when we're yeah. holding on to sin you would you would probably get rid of your eye if you know all right i can get fullness of joy with yeah. one eye and he he talked about that like you know yeah you rather but man it's uh there's a lot of stuff to talk about <laughs> dude there's so much it, it is, is so much we is. don't want to divulge the whole book yeah he might go ahead what 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 (laughs) no i was about to say he's gonna say 300 pages before we. wow wow wow
2: wow well yeah i guess i guess i want to uh just have you tell people i mean is the book out on Amazon, or what can everybody Yeah, the find? book is
0: out. Uh, the ebook is out on um, Amazon, Kindle, iBooks, Barnes and & Nobles. And um, the printed copy is exlu- exclusively out on um, our website, GetSexualHealing.com. Okay. It is Kellen Enterprise. It's just another way to get to it. GetSexualHealing.com. Um, and I'm selling it exclusively for this round. I'm going to make that available on the other um venues as well but i'm a businessman and there's certain things i'm trying to do as far as my strategy yeah. mm-hmm. for that um but yeah i um i've been blessed i've gotten some comments from folks that have read it who said that is um opened their eyes or they haven't seen things from you know the way i describe it as far as sex and sexuality from a different perspective so i mean that's been a blessing um just to experience mm. that i do want to say this though um I do have a piece without going into much detail about the responsibility we have as men, as far as continuing this conversation with Mm. our kids. Wow. Um, because sex is such a taboo topic in the church, but it's also a taboo topic in our houses. (laughs) And, um, we, as men have to become comfortable being uncomfortable (laughs) that they're going to be uncomfortable conversations. But if we don't talk about them, um, like if you no, talk I'm about them over man.
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll tell y'all. It, it, now we're <laughs> curious. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yo, my dad never talked about sex, right? Uh, yeah. The day that I was leaving for college, mm-hmm. he, he got in the car and I'm literally about to like go. Yeah. And he's like, Uh, all right, you know, when you go down there, wear your rain jackets. And I said, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> It was so. Uh, that's why. I, that's why I'm laughing.
0: like they gonna be raining a lot.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> right. we never talked about jacket. sex, so I did not correlate that to condoms anyway. So I said, like, I was like, it I literally like looked there. at him a second and was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and he was like, "Your rain jackets." And I, I'm like, Dad, like I have no idea. And he was like, condoms. And I just was like, OK, like I, I was just like, but uh, I just thought about So, so you, interestingly the enough, ability of, you know, my foster dad,
0: he um, <laughs> I was a senior in high school. And he said um, him and my foster mom, <laughs> they were going away for the for the weekend. And he said, um, I don't want anybody in the house. We knew he was like, I don't want any girls in the house, right? Mm-hmm. So, did I listen? No. Um, well beyond sophomore year. By this time, I'm so engulfed in in sexuality, mm. and I invite this female over. Um, we have sex. She leaves. He comes back uh the next day or the day after. He goes directly down to the laundry room, right? And he screams my name for me to come down. <laughs> He says, "I thought I told you nobody over here." Yeah. I was like, "Nobody was here." He said, "Well, what is this?" And he pulled up these sheets. I'm so I'm a young 17 Ooh. year old kid. I don't <laughs> know you're supposed to wash the evidence. Yeah, the evidence away. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I, as God is my witness, I promise. I felt like I saw steam <laughs> coming out of his ears. He was like, "A very upset, mm. waiting for an answer." And he was like, "What is this? What happened?" And I said, um, um, I said, I'm, I'm like, I masturbated, and he put the (laughs) sheets down, and he just walked away. And to that, this day, we never talked about it. And I asked him for permission um last year oh, when no. i was writing i was like can i put that story in the book he doesn't oh, wow. even remember it happened okay. wow. now obviously this <laughs> stuff that we remember our parents don't remember of it's yeah. the <laughs> we'll do the same with our kids now, i never <laughs> remember doing that but it was like that was an opportunity for a dad <laughs> to go with a son and mm, say yeah. listen yeah, 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 i know yeah, your yeah. body's going through changes we need to talk wow yeah yep. but what do you say Oof. You know <laughs> what I'm rough. saying? Yeah, right. And so we've got to... Yeah, they're going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. conversations, but we've got to start having conversations with our kids mm-hmm. now. One, wow. because sex... The world doesn't own the the conversation on sex. Sex is a great thing. Sex is a great thing to experience with your wife. That was the purpose of it. So the the reason we're holding back is because we haven't fully bought into that mindset. Mm. Or we still have (laughs) some things that are haunting us in our lives. Well, guess what? If you continue to let them haunt it, then you're not going to be able to have a voice for your kids. Yeah. And they're going to figure out stuff on their own, and they're going to enable the cycle. So... Dad, you guys got to definitely, I mean, moms and dads for sure, but definitely have the conversations with your kids.
2: Amen. Yeah. I think uh, after hearing you talk, I think people are going to want to find you just, you know, like on Instagram or like social media so they can just follow what you're saying and, you know, different things you're doing. How can they find you?
0: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook at, at Eric Kellum, um, at Eric Kellum, um, you can also email me at EK1Speaks at gmail.com. And like I said, you could always go to the website, um, GetSexualHealing.com, and it has my contact information
1: as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We enjoy having you, man. Yes, sir. I Hope have to have fun. you back one day. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, y'all. Hope you enjoyed it. Peace.